the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. American prosperity is the bedrock of freedom and security all over the world. An obligation to the heritage of liberty and dignity handed down to us by our forefathers. It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height, guest hosting today for Mr. Ed Martin, who will be with us at least in part. But I am happy to be here, spend some time with you, talk about a few very important things today. And I'm glad that you're with us, too. Go to ProAmericaReport.com. You can pick up Ed's substack there, what he's writing on, and subscribe to it. PhyllisSchlafly.com is where you will find the archives of the Pro-America Report program. You can get the podcasts, the standalone of each guest's, different links and all of the show notes and resources that we've put together. And also there you can sign up for the very famous, very helpful, very regular wink email every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time and all the other time zones concurrent. You will get the wink email into your inbox. It will be very short, very helpful. Give you a few things that you need to know to start your days. Promise that'll be a good thing that you'll want to do. So head over to phyllisschlafly.com for that. Again, proamericareport.com. You'll get to Ed's Substack and see what he's writing about longer Form, which often lines up with what we are talking about here on the first segment of the Pro-America Report, The Wink, What You Need to Know. We've got a great show in store for you today. Actually, a couple of interviews that Ed was able to do. Uh, so we're going to have those live, ready to rock and roll. Sergeant Betsy Smith, uh, Betsy Brantner-Smith, she has been with us before, spokesperson for the National Police Association. Uh, she's got something to uh, she's going to talk about. We've got a lot of different things happening around America, the state of policing in America, some updates that she's going to give us. Also, Mark Biltz is going to join us, the founder and senior pastor of El Shaddai Ministries. He has an upcoming book, America at War, 2024 to 2026. A very, very fascinating topic I'm looking forward to hearing from him on. So, uh, Ed will be with us for those interviews. Don't miss them. They'll be here after the break. But before we get there, we got to do the wink. This first segment, What You Need to Know, it happens every single day. You shouldn't be surprised. Here we are. I know you're not surprised. Neither am I. But uh, there is something I wanted to talk about today. Actually, Ed has mentioned this a couple of times already. He's spoken of it. Uh, But tomorrow is a very famous and important day. We celebrated something this past Monday, although uh, we got into a little bit of that on Monday. I'll go ahead and reiterate. Monday was not, I'll have you know, President's Day. Now, I didn't make no mistake. We see the President's Day sales everywhere. Your kids may have been out of school for President's Day, but it's not President's Day. It is on the books as George Washington's 
birthday. That is what we celebrate. That is what we observed on Monday. George Washington was born February 22 of 1732. February 22, 1732. So that's coming up tomorrow. Thursday, the 22nd, uh, whenever it is that you're listening to this. And it is an incredible day to celebrate. This is a really awesome opportunity to remind ourselves uh, not just about George Washington and who he was, the man, the, the father of our country, uh, the man who founded America. It's one of my favorite prints I've seen this year, or actually the last couple of years. Someone's got uh, one of the famous portraits of George Washington. He has the red uh, Make America Great Again hat on, except it just says Make America. <laughs> it's true. Make America. Uh, the founding uh, father, the father of our nation, George Washington, there is an incredible history and legacy to look at here. And what an incredible opportunity we have to use his birthday, this celebration here on February 22nd, to look into his history, to read about him, to read from him, to read what George Washington wrote. This is absolutely incredible uh, to have a window in to the thoughts and the lives, the values, the decision making, the policies, the beliefs of our constitutional framers of the founding fathers of the United States of America. We have that awesome opportunity. And that's what you need to know is that source material is still out there. You and I still need to go and look for it. We still need to go and research from it. We still need to go and read it to understand who these men were and what they believed. Because you and I, dear listener, are tasked with maintaining, with keeping this republic, as Ben Franklin so aptly said. If we can keep it, you and I are tasked with keeping the republic. And if we're going to keep it, we need to know where it came from, why it came about, the long history lessons that have to do with really very incredibly human and compelling stories. As people came here, people searched uh, for this new world, this new place of freedom and liberty, and then established it and had to throw off tyrannical rule from Parliament and King George. This is an incredible history that you and I have inherited, that, that you and I are responsible for maintaining and for marching forward in this representative republic and making sure that we enshrine that liberty for all to see and maintain and preserve it as we have the opportunity to legislatively work that direction. So this this is the clarion call on days like George Washington's birthday to realize that their writing, his writing, the source materials of our founding fathers are there. They're available. They're accessible. And there is such wisdom to glean from them. I, I, I look at the shelves here behind me in my office. I see so many of these writings, uh, notes from the constitutional conventions, from the debates, the federalist papers, the anti-federalist papers, uh, different uh, of the autobiographies of and writings of letters from George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams. There are incredible pieces of wisdom to glean. There, there's some incredible context to look at when you read what these men wrote, what they wrote to their wives, what they wrote to each other, to different uh, individuals as they were founding, crafting, framing, and hanging upon uh, the foundation, the structure of this American government that we continue today, there is an awesome opportunity and a fearsome responsibility that you and I have. That source documentation should be our guide, our go-to, the first thing that we reach for. And it's not inaccessible. It's not hard to read. It's not hard to find. In fact, most of it's on the internet. You can buy it in hard copy form. There's some great, 
great resources out there. Uh, one of them, uh, Liberty Fund, is a great one that we could talk about. Liberty Fund does some incredible reprinting of a lot of public domain things, a lot of the writings of the Founding Fathers. They have an incredible wealth, a huge library there. And, and so many of these things, uh, like here, I'm looking at uh, the authors, uh, George Washington. They have George Washington, a collection. This is available right now. You can get it as a PDF, as an ebook. You can even buy a nice copy of the book if you'd like. They have the writings of George Washington, 14 volumes of writing that span 1748 through 1799. These were uh, published by uh, 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 G.P. Putnam's sons originally. They're now in the public domain. You can go and download them right now. You can comb through and read through the words of George Washington himself to understand the man who was so consequential in our history, so so consequential the world over. We have the opportunity. It's accessible. And it's that is an absolutely incredible privilege and an incredible legacy that we have inherited. And every time we come around to a wonderful celebration like this uh, birthday of George Washington, was this the, the, the 292nd birthday, I think? I, I forget. I think it's the 292nd birthday. Maybe it's the 291st. I'll have to double check my numbers on that. 1732 to now. It is an awesome privilege and an awesome responsibility we've inherited. And those materials are right there. There is some great stuff. I actually would like to talk about one of those things, uh, and I want to take this opportunity. You know, we talk about George Washington's birthday as President's Day. Uh, even though it's not, there are incredible other men to celebrate. Uh, there are incredible other men to consider, and uh, I want to talk about that. I actually want to pull out two things, one from the uh, more modern era, from the 20th century, and then I'd like to pull out something from George Washington. We're going to talk about that in the wrap-up, so you're going to want to come on back for that, a very specific thing. But it, you look across the spectrum of what's available going through the Internet Archive, through uh, places like Liberty Fund, going to the Mount Vernon Association. They do an incredible amount of work to preserve what these men did, what they wrote, what they meant. And there is no room for doubt if you want to know about an issue about religious liberty, about free speech, about uh, private property rights, about due process. You want to see what it is that they meant. Uh, we have the Constitution to consult, but we also have their writings. We have the surrounding news reports, the surrounding letters that they wrote, the correspondence, the notes on their meetings. We can go and look at all of these things and collect the context for what they mean and the extent of them. And then in turn, we can take them and defend these principles even better. It is an awesome opportunity. There's so many things. You look at it, you know, one of the things that I was, that struck me when we listened to this interview with Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin, this, this nation that Putin uh, leads as, a, as an autocrat, it's, it's 1,000 plus years of history. It's huge. It's mammoth. My American mind can't hardly fathom 1,000 years of history as a state. It, it, we are so young here in America, only 250 years almost. But if you realize only 250 years, we can reach back so easily and touch the context and the surrounding situations of the men and women who started this nation, what they meant, why it mattered to them. It's reachable. It's accessible. And on this George Washington's birthday, on this anniversary of his birth, uh, the father of America, let's take that opportunity to reach back. Will you join me? Go out and get some of these things. Again, they're available online for free. You can order pretty inexpensive paperbacks and hardbacks. And there is such a wealth of information there. If you and I are going to take this incredible responsibility and march forward, we ought to know what the men who started this thought. That is what you need to know. Uh, Go and find the source documents. They're still there. They are accessible today. 
That's it. Go get a book. Thanks for being here. Uh, come on right back. We're going to dive into a couple of great uh, interviews. And then also, you don't want to miss the wrap-up. I'm going to come back. we got a couple of quick things to talk about. Thanks for being here on the Pro-America Report. Go to ProAmericaReport.com, PhyllisSchlafly.com. Get all the goodies, and we'll see you back here on the break on the Pro-America Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. You know, um, one of the questions that keeps coming up for so many people is wh- how did we get to the to this to the point where uh, our first responders, our cops, our firemen are under such uh, assault? And it's just amazing. It's happening so quickly. Our our next guest has been on a number of times with us, uh, Sergeant Betsy Brantner Smith. She's a retired police officer. She's now one of the leaders of the National Police Association. She's a spokesperson uh, with them, and they are at uh, nationalpolice.org, nationalpolice.org. It's a nonprofit that supports law enforcement all across the country, Uh, and uh, and Betsy has uh, been working in law enforcement since she was in her late teen years in all different ways, and and trainer, teacher, all these things. So welcome back, uh, Sergeant. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks so much for uh, having me. One of the parts of my thoughts with you every time I think of you is your perspective over these decades of seeing law enforcement shift. And I know it's easy to say this. It's hard to recruit people to be a cop in New York City when you see that it's dangerous and they don't treat it. People don't treat them well. But broadly speaking, I mean, the, the, the AP reported a, a, two, a fatal uh, shooting of two police officers up in Minnesota in the suburbs, not in the downtown, I think. I mean, maybe not the suburbs. Sorry. Not in the downtown core, but in a surrounding town. I shouldn't say suburbs. Uh, and I think a firefighter was killed. Um, I, 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 yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking at my notes again. It was a suburb. And I, I, how do we get here? I mean, what, what, what's this? What, I mean, and again, how do you encourage the men and women to keep serving? Well, I, you make up a good point. Uh, you know, this is Burnsville, Minnesota, which is a very affluent suburb outside of Minneapolis, about 15 miles outside of Minneapolis. We had two 27-year-old police officers who had been on the scene for hours with a team, uh, including, and one of them was a hostage negotiator, trying to negotiate out a heavily armed man who was holding uh, presumably his children, at least seven children. And, uh, and, you know, after hours of negotiations and things, he started firing on those officers, uh, killed two of them, killed a firefighter paramedic, also assigned to the SWAT team, and also shot a sergeant who is now recovering at home. How did we get here? We have had the vilification and the demonization of the American law enforcement officer for the past uh, really almost four years now. And what that has done is, uh, is that we're not just attacking the profession of law enforcement, but we have been attacking our very criminal justice system, the one that I would argue is the best in the world. And now we call our criminal justice system everything from unfair to racist to this and that. So we have had... um People like George Soros and his organizations um, help elect over 70 prosecutors around this country 
who refuse to use the laws that we already have on the books to properly prosecute people. We have bail reform laws. We have what is euphemistically called criminal justice reform. All these things that are leading to not just these continued attacks on law enforcement, but the led to the crime problem we have in this country and has led, uh, these have led to, uh, a situation where our citizens, so many, are afraid to go drive around their community, go to the store, take their kids to school um, without, uh, you know, fear of being attacked, carjacked, burglarized, things like that. We have a crime problem in this country. And, well, well, uh, well, and, and uh, we're talking again with uh, uh, Sergeant uh, Betsy uh, Smith, and she's a national spokesman for uh, the uh, national spokesperson for the National Police Association, nationalpolice.org. Check them out. They do a lot of good work and there's a lot of resources on their website. Uh, I, I want to ask this differently. If, if you can recruit, um, I remember hearing an economist talk about how one of the great reasons to save money early in your life as a working person is because how well the grow the period of you know say 21 to 30 you save money there it grows because you lived another 40 years it's and if you save 51 to 60 it's only got 10 or 15 years i'm it's a little bit of a funny way to get to this when you can't get young people to want to be cops law enforcement to go run to i remember a friend of mine he's now a very prominent successful lawyer he signed up to be a new york city cop because he always wanted to be a cop and he figured new york city is the best place to do it and he did it and he did it for about six years and he went back to school at night on but so we're we're actually the hole in this uh uh, donut is going to make us even worse in 25 years because you can't then uh, you can't learn to be a cop in in six weeks. Uh, and, and so the crisis feels to me even more substantial than we know. Well, you bring up a great point. You know, even if every shorthanded police department in this country, and that's nine out of every 10 of them, right. uh, hired all the cops they need tomorrow, it will be six months to a year before those hirees are fully trained police officers able to go out by themselves. So you're absolutely right. And policing, you know, especially in the beginning, you know, it's a very, it's, it's a young man's career. I started uh, as a police officer when I was 21 years old. So if we lose the youth in this profession, you know, you're absolutely right. We are going to be in dire straits in another five or six years because what we see now in our police departments is officers that are staying to get that 20 or 25 year pension. Once they go, there's not going to be a lot of qualified. And I want to say qualified individuals to take their place. And one of the places that we heavily recruit from in law enforcement is the American military and the American military is having recruiting and retention problems as well. So this could be a perfect storm for out of control crime in this country. Well, it it feels like it. And so so it's one of the reasons why I think it's so important that there's organizations like yours, National Police Association out there advocating for uh, law enforcement, for, um, you know, help and and not just help, like, you know, protect them or vest, but esteem them. And uh, all Uh, one quick thing I meant to circle back when we were talking earlier, you mentioned the um, Soros uh, prosecutors. It was always a little bit hard to describe 
what we meant to people when I, I'm from St. Louis, when we had a Soros funded prosecutor. In other words, when pe- I, t- I tell people what happens is this. There's an all Democrat city. They have a primary in the primary for the prosecutor that the candidate who is the most left wing on all these issues gets a bunch of Soros money, huge amount in St. Louis and wins the race. And so that's how it, what you get. But I, I, I do think that there's a, when you're, you know, you're in messaging, you, you have to worry about this stuff that when you see um the Fannie Willis thing. And she was supported by Soros. And, and people look up and they go, oh, I see what you mean. It's not just that you're getting a, an African-American or even a liberal. It's you're getting really a people that are below the the, the, the the caliber we expect of a prosecutor. They're serious, serious professionals. That's probably helpful, at least to name the problem. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, when you look at, at Fannie Willis, you know, she is not the best and the brightest of her profession. When you elect a prosecutor, and this is what people need to pay attention to, when you elect a prosecutor, you want to look at not not only their beliefs, but their experience. Our criminal justice system is set up in such a way that each side, the prosecution and the defense, is supposed to get the absolute best people to take their side unfortunately and you know you named st louis and you're absolutely right and in my native chicago and in la with george gascon and we could go on and on and on um unfortunately what we have is people who are so idealistic that they do not do their jobs properly the prosecutor is basically the attorney for the crime victim for the state Mm. but when both attorneys the defense attorney and the prosecutor seem to be on the side of the defendant i.e the criminal uh, our system absolutely falls apart yeah it's just off balance it's really off balance Uh, well listen thank you very much as always uh betsy smith sergeant betsy smith retired uh, police officer and also the spokesperson uh, national spokesperson for the the national police association nationalpolice.org a lot of there on their website thanks for being out there with your voice and uh being helpful for us and we'll talk again very soon thanks so much for having me All right. And uh, I will put a link up to that website, to their website. Uh, Very helpful. Great group. Uh, I'm happy. I'm so happy to talk to them uh, when we get a chance. We'll take a break, though, right now. And we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Interesting uh, conversation, as always, off air. I was just talking with our next guest, uh, Pastor Mark Biltz. He is the uh, founder and the senior pastor at El Shaddai Ministries up in Washington State. Uh, ESM.us is their website, ESM.us. He's a very well-known uh, speaker. I've seen uh, YouTube videos and all, and he's uh, got, uh, I think, three or four books uh, that are big bestsellers and has uh, been speaking on a lot of different topics. So first of all, welcome, Pastor. How are you? Well, thank you so much. It's great to be on your show, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. This new book, America at War 2024 to 2026, The Sons of Light versus the Sons of Darkness. First, 
I believe that's what it is. Light versus darkness. So, yeah. but the question I have is if you're feeling that and if you feel sort of held hostage by the, the government, the, the, the way people are living, that's the kind of phrase I've been using. We're just held hostage right now by everything. What's the way out? I mean, is the way out going to be a full on war? I mean, you put a versus between sons and sons and you, you know, it doesn't stay friendly all the, the whole while. Well, that's absolutely right. I really see a civil war coming here to the United States in a lot of different ways on a lot of different levels. Oh, with the election coming up, there's a good chance uh, we could have a war between uh, the right and the left. Then uh, we also are looking at a potential of a war, a religious war between pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian. We also are going to see, I believe, a uh, anti-immigration versus pro-immigration war where a lot of these cities are now having to lose public sources because they can't afford to take care of all the immigrants. And, uh, you know, I see also terrorists attacking the United States by the end of this year, uh, like suicide bombers. And the war between the light and the darkness has been going on for 6,000 years. Right, right, right. So I guess I, I hear you and I've seen and I've had you on before and I, I have respect for your insights and your writing and your thoughtfulness. Is it a war? When you say the word war, it does catch me and it catches the listeners. Oh, he means something serious. Is it a war? I mean, you can have a war for war for your soul that you may yeah. not see. You may not see um, missiles fly, but it's happening, you know, in, in your heart. I mean, among other things. But I guess one thing to say is, do you think um, people are, are going to be it's going to be a, a violent war that way? Or do you see it many different ways? Or are you hoping it's one way and not the other? And you're just describing the energy. How's, how do you see that part of it? Well, that's a great question, Ed. I see it as both. Uh, there's a huge internal war that is going on within individuals right now. Right. I believe God doesn't have a dimmer switch. Uh, the light is on or off. And I really believe, and, and I see this uh, in the book of Ruth. It's actually a very prophetic book. But I think we're going to have both internal war, even within the church, between the woke church and the unwoke Church. There's going to be battles, wars on every level, internally and externally. Uh, I really believe there's a war going on in the heavens Mm. and the wars on earth parallel the wars going on in the heavens. Our guest again is uh, Pastor Mark Biltz. And again, he is the founder and the uh, senior pastor at uh, El Shaddai Ministries. And you can go check them out, esm.us on, online. What I, in, in one of the things I was reading about your work and this new book of yours, uh, again, the new book that's out is, uh, is called America at War 20, to, excuse me, 2024 to 2026, Sons of Light versus Sons of Darkness. You talk about anti-Semitism. Now, as a pastor, a longtime pastor, and I, I you know, describe, would say, you know, uh, support of Israel and, and most of the ways you're seeing a rise in this. How do you answer it? I mean, it's to me, it's such a stupid bigotry to pick up by people. And yet it's happening. I mean, University of Virginia, which, you know, should be I don't know, I guess it should be enlightened. That that sounds silly, but it should be smart enough to not. There's there's anti-Semitic stuff. What, what's the rise? Is it is it just political, meaning God is gone? So it's just political. And therefore, I'm with Hamas and and, uh, you know, against the state of Israel. Man, you have some of the most excellent questions. Uh, Here's the thing. This war has been going on for over 3,500 years. When Israel left Egypt, the first nation to attack them was Amalek. 
And Amalek, believe it or not, in Hebrew means a nation who chops off people's heads and body parts. And that's what we saw happen on October 7th. But in Exodus, I believe it's 1716, God said that he will initiate a war with Amalek in every generation. Hitler was the generation of last century. That mm. was Hitler. This uh, this generation, the Amalek is Iran, Hezbollah, and God will always have war with anti-Semitism. Now you're talking about the University of Virginia. Most people don't realize, but Qatar or Qatar is not an honest broker. They've given billions of dollars to all of our universities just to promote anti-Semitism. We're seeing it even down to the high schools and here in Washington, state, even kindergartners were told how Israel is to be destroyed. I can send you the link. Hmm. But again, it's risen so qu- well, maybe we're noticing it so quickly right now. Is that I guess, is that just a, 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 a you know, kind of a, the season we're in? Oh, again, so great. Yes, people don't understand in Genesis one fourteen when God created the sun and the moon for seasons, he didn't mean winter, spring, summer, fall. He meant season like you did in the sense of hunting season or tax season. The sun and the moon were created for appointed times. And we get on God's calendar, then all of a sudden we understand God's time clock and the seasons. Mm. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, that's right. And I, I, I've been trying. I'm trying to re- I'm trying to recover seasons from people that only think it's spring and, and summer. So you're helping me on that. Uh, OK, one other thing on this. Do you subscribe to the notion that America, the nation, is dramatically different than other nations in what we're called for? In other words, we have we certainly have our own problems and over the course of history and we've done some things that aren't as good as they could have been. But in general, uh, our systems of living together have been really good at fostering freedom, fostering freedom of religion, especially, and also uh, prosperity for more people. Um, But we're at a point where our systems all around us look like they put us in a place where it's not a growing faith community. Uh, So true. And and the the part of the problem is we were began as a Christian nation. So in one sense, God has to give us a special spanking uh, because (laughs) we were set apart. So his judgment on us will definitely be special. But I believe the leaders of this country are intentionally taking this nation down the toilet with their intentional lawless immigration of people from over 100 nations, of which many are terrorist nations. And we see a lot of terrorists that are coming in. It's not even a Trojan horse. We're paying these people to come in and we're giving them medical care and everything else. It's insane. I had someone tell me that they thought that the um, one of the problems that that was causing the tension on anti-Semitic stuff was the in America was the growing presence of the uh, Islam Islamic community and the, especially the rhetoric of the fundamentalists. Uh, meaning, you know, when when the the number of uh, Muslims in America was uh, much smaller because it's grown over the last twenty five years, the number of of really radical. I mean, you could say that all Islam has a problem with Judaism. I, I'm not disputing that, but the radical uh, portion is louder, and some of them even serve in Congress. It seems so. It makes it easier to to see this growth. I I think that's got to be a factor, right? Totally a factor. And it's radical Islam. We don't want to uh, disparage your normal Muslims, but it's radical Islam. And the thing is, there are three stages of jihad most people aren't familiar with. 
The first stage is jihad of the hand, where you just go kill people. The second stage is jihad of the mouth, where what you do is you speak and incite and sow seeds of destruction. And then the third stage, okay, is going to be jihad of the heart, where if you can't do those two, you just do everything you can to plan to destroy. Well, that's what happened at 9-11. It was the jihad of the heart until they could go to the jihad of the hand. And that was going through our school system and people in our government. What they're doing, they're preparing to attack us like we've never seen before. And we've even invited them into our government. It's um, well, first of all, th- let me say thank you for taking the time to be with us. It's uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go li- take an even closer look at your book. Uh, our, our guest has um, uh, has uh, this um, uh, extraordinary perspective, and I'm really grateful. Mark, Pastor Mark Blitz, uh, and uh, I'll put a link up to your book and to your website and uh, make sure that people check it out. It's uh, the book is America at War 2024 to 2026, the Sons of Light versus Sons of Darkness. Thanks very much, Pastor, for your time. Oh, thank you. All right. We will take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. I might have just pronounced his, mispronounced his name, Mark Biltz. Biltz. If I did that, I apologize to him. I, 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 I told him before we went on, I wouldn't do that because people do it. It's easy to do on that spelling for some reason. Mark Biltz, Pastor Mark, Pastor Mark Biltz. We'll be right back, everybody. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. In 2023, we saw many conservatives prove that they were able to stand up for liberty and freedom, no matter the consequences. Their shining examples present to us what to do and how to act as we face political adversity this year and beyond. 2023 was a big year for foreign conservative stars. Javier Malay stormed to a landslide win as the new president of Argentina. He is a pro-life economist who recognizes global warming as a lie of socialism and also who praises Donald Trump and his America First policies. Many additional Trump-like foreign conservatives prevailed in 2023. Kyriakos Mitsotakis won as prime minister in Greece. Geert Wilders won in the Netherlands, Christopher Luxem won in New Zealand, and Robert Fico prevailed in Slovakia, all making their countries great again while rejecting globalist immigration. Let's not overlook courageous conservatives in sports in 2023. 12-time NCAA All-American swimmer Riley Gaines gave up a dental career to defend women and girls against the invasion of transgender biological males into their sports. Where are the feminists, Riley Gaines asked as she fought to preserve the integrity of college sports for women. We felt violated. We felt humiliated. We felt betrayed. We felt belittled, she said, about liberal colleges allowing biological males to ruin women's sports. We must also praise the hundreds of political prisoners being unfairly punished by the tyrannical elite in D.C. for their supposed crime of humiliating the deep state on January 6th. Both at home and abroad, these conservative icons shine brightly. Just like the founders of the American Republic, they embody the spirit of defending liberty, even at a steep personal cost. 
As the left continues to engage in malice against the principles of the United States, we should look to these heroes for how to respond. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As leader of the free world, America has a responsibility to stay strong in economics, industry, morality, and military capability. Never hesitating to say, America first. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll see why the best foreign policy begins with a strong America. Join the conversation at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, welcome back to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height here to wrap up the show. Again, guest hosting today for Mr. Ed Martin. Glad to be with you, to have spent the first segment with you. And we had a couple of great interviews there. Glad to have been on listening to those with you and grateful that you were able to partake in the good information. Go to ProAmericaReport.com. There you can find Ed's Substack, what he's writing on, and subscribe to it. And also PhyllisSchlafly.com. That is where you will find the archives of the Pro-America Report, all the podcasts and standalone loans of each guest, the show notes, the links and resources, and most importantly, you can sign up for the Wink email. comes into your inbox every weekday morning. Very helpful, very succinct, and something I think that you will enjoy very much. But uh, I wanted to come back here and circle out uh, the show. Circle up, wrap out, wrap up something. We're going to, you know, we'll, we'll figure this out. I've, I've, got, uh, I've got more opportunities in the future to decide what, what uh, phrasings we want to use here, but I wanted to come back and wrap up the show with you in a very particular way, and we can even make this kind of a window, the what you need to do. There are two particular speeches, two presidential speeches that I'd like you to read, and in light of George Washington's birthday, again, February 22nd, George Washington's birthday, that is the actual federal holiday. You'll go and look. You won't see President's Day on the book. It is George Washington's birthday. That's the real one, uh, but we lump a bunch of other presidents in there, too. And there's good men. There's good men, good presidents that we should talk about. Make no mistake. I'm not saying that they're all not as good as George. What is it that Trump said that, you know, maybe number two, he's the number two president, you know, George Washington, he's pretty good. <laughs> but um, there are some great men uh, to look at and some great things throughout our history. There are two particular ones I want to point to. We, we used the opportunity today in the wink uh, at the beginning of the show, the what you need to know to point you to source materials to let you know how important and how accessible these things are to gain the context of why America exists, how America exists, how it came to be, what it means, what our Constitution means, what these men meant by their writings, by the founding system that they gave us. And as important as that is, here's, here's a very particular one. As we look at the situation right now in Ukraine, this, 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 this funding of Ukraine issue here in America, the support of the Ukraine uh, war, or rather Ukraine in the Ukraine war against Russia. There's some very interesting considerations to make as a nation, not only financially, what, what decisions we make and where we put our money or the, the fake things that we've printed that the Federal Reserve issues out, even though it's not based on anything. But that's another conversation entirely. Uh, there is a conversation to be had about that side of it. There's also a conversation to be had about our alliances, about uh, treaties, about our uh, foreign alliances and uh, um, relationships abroad, about this foreign policy. 
And there's a lot of decisions there that that spider web into a whole host of issues. Trump uh, spoke again this weekend about NATO and about the United States responsibility in NATO, our financial burden in NATO. Uh, and then it, it's it's an interesting thing to look back on history and say, now, hold on. Let's let's run this backward. Where, where did NATO start? Why did NATO start? How ought we to treat NATO now? And, and how ought we to treat these foreign um, conflicts that we find ourselves potentially getting embroiled into, whether it's Ukraine or Israel and Hamas in the Middle East? There are great men who have talked about this and uh, on this specific topic. For instance, I would encourage you to read two things, and then we can go on and we could have a discussion about Ukraine and about Israel and about the United States' responsibility and involvement in both of those theaters of warfare as they are currently experiencing war. Let me point you to two things. Number one, go and read George Washington's farewell address from 1796. Dear friends and citizens, he goes on into an incredible um, array of warnings for America, talking about uh, where we've come from, where we are. And it's really very interesting. This is where you'll see Washington's uh, warning to avoid foreign entanglements, uh, foreign influence and corruption. Uh, It's very, very interesting to see against the insidious wiles of foreign influence the jealousy of a free people ought to be constantly awake george washington was pretty uh, was pretty woke not not woke in the left's way but really awake and alive to what was going on there's an incredible uh, um argument here to be made in Washington's farewell address for why the United States ought to very, very carefully tread into alliances and treaties and entanglements. And Washington makes an excellent case, an excellent perspective from a perspective of of American national sovereignty, why we ought to approach these things cautiously. Never, not at all. But cautiously and never open ended and without um, some sort of goal or end in sight. And I think that at that point, this is one of the issues in Ukraine. No one is articulating an end. Am I right? Uh, But another one I'd like to point you to another speech, very famous speech is. President Dwight Eisenhower's farewell address, 1961, in which he warned against, and this is another very famous speech, he warned against the military-industrial complex. The man who oversaw much of the growth of this era talked about how um, that until the latest of our world conflicts, that the United States had no armaments industry, but it had come about as a necessity that we could no longer risk an emergency improvisation of national defense, he says. But in the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. An excellent, incredible warning about the war machine becoming a, a, a machine of profit, an enduring machine that just goes without goal or without an end game, without a purpose. Its only purpose is to continue itself, to continue the conflicts that feed the machine. Again, an incredibly wise warning from an incredibly wise leader uh, several years, you know, a century plus later after Washington. Go read these two speeches and then let's go and have a discussion about Ukraine and Israel and the United States in both of those conflicts. Really important stuff on this President's Day week that we talk about President's Day on this George Washington's birthday anniversary. Go and read them. George Washington's farewell address, 1796, and President Dwight Eisenhower's farewell address, 1961. That's it. That's all I've got. Thanks for being with us. Thank you to Ed for being a wonderful host, to Mason, my co-producer, for helping me keep everything on track, and to you for listening and making this show what it is, the Pro-America Report. Thank you so much, everyone. We will look forward to talking to you tomorrow on another edition of the Pro-America Report.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.